You're listening to the Transform Your Nutrition Podcast with your hosts, Rebecca Heald and Jeff Ash. Our purpose is to help individuals and families transform their relationships with food and develop healthy bodies, minds, and attitudes, all without restriction, guilt, or shame. All right, so we are here for another episode of the Transform Your Nutrition Podcast. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, well, afternoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. not bad. It's been a busy, busy day so far and still a few more meetings to go after this. So, but all good because it's Friday, which means it's almost the weekend. Yes, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. It's been a been a bit of a long week for my myself as well, so it's always good to always good to have that downtime. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yep. Get in some uh maybe some fun physical activity, something like that. Yes. Which is a nice little transition into our topic for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to be getting out and moving the old body tomorrow, (laughs) doing some walking with the kids. (laughs) Yeah, that's always great. So yes, our topic for today is physical activity. So we were going to talk about different forms of activity, uh, exercise, kind of what probably what we both enjoy doing for ourselves and what we find works well with with clients and how we approach that and all of that good stuff. Because this is an important topic to talk about uh, because, you know, in the fitness world, uh, there it covers a spectrum. It, you know, it covers a spectrum of kind of what we we take, which I would say would be, be a bit more of a gentle approach to physical activity and exercise. And then you have, of course, the other extremes, which is, you know, go big or go home and that kind of a thing. And and how do we how do we figure out what's the best approach for ourselves, maybe for another person who we're giving advice to and, and that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. So uh, so what is your general approach to physical activity um, in your own life? Yeah. Now, um, you know, again, it's a bit like with diet you know our diets and I don't mean mm-hmm. diet as in restriction of fad diets I mean I mean your diet in the purest sense of the term mm-hmm. as in the way that you eat okay so it's a bit like with that you know it changes all the time you know what suits me at one period of my life doesn't necessarily suit me at another and the reason I'm saying that is right now I'm probably you know taking a lot more of a relaxed approach to it because still in lockdown at the moment um, with two kids, you know, working a lot. So it's kind of what I can do. And, you know, I don't have a lot of time to, to dedicate, even if the gyms were open, I wouldn't be able to be doing, you know, a, a full program where mm-hmm. I can be, you know, really, really working on my strength, etc. I've been there, I've done that in the past, which was fantastic. So to cut a long story short, right now, I'm trying to mix it up a bit. So for, for a period of time, um, I probably was just really focusing on just moving, literally mm-hmm. just getting out and just walking. Um, you know, that, that was especially at the beginning of lockdown. That was kind of what I was doing. Whereas now at the minute, I've started to try and add some strength stuff in. Um, but when I say strength stuff, I'm talking just, you know, just lifting some dumbbells every day, just taking it, you know, literally like I posted this morning, it will be while the kids are having their breakfast, I'll pick up the dumbbells and I'll do some squats, I'll do some overhead presses, you know, just 10, 15 minutes. And then, like I say, trying to do a bit of walking, a bit of running when I can with the kids. So I really haven't got, you know, a a particular exercise regime, um, uh, you know, that is the way I'm doing it. In the past, however, I mean, back in my days when I was struggling, you know, with food, when I had, you know, disordered relationship with food, I was obsessive. I was going to the gym every single day and I was on that treadmill and I was, you know, literally 
till I could could hardly move anymore. Yeah. You know, and I, and I was you know obsessed with making sure that I was doing it every single day for at least a certain amount of time. Um, obviously, I've moved away from that, and I, I really didn't enjoy it. I was just doing it to try and manage and control my weight. Um, and I, I've gone through cycles ever since then. You know, mm-hmm. from kind of trying to do classes, from trying to do um, you know going to the gym and doing um, weights on my own. And I must admit that I do probably enjoy um, doing the weight stuff, doing the resistance stuff more than anything. But right now, I just have to make what works work. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, I think that's something that I've I've been experiencing myself also. And um, well, I mean, you and any of our listeners who've listened kind of to most of our episodes have, have heard me make reference to some of my wife's health conditions and 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 those long term things that we've dealt with with that and and you know those are those are things those are factors that impact the amount of time that, that I'm able to, to give to that kind of thing as well in my own life. And it also impacts the amount of additional energy that I have to devote to those things. Because sometimes we feel like we have to be doing a, a certain kind of physical activity. Like, you know, if we're, if we're, especially if we're in the industry that you and I are in, which is as nutritionists and trainers and those kinds of things that, you know, we should be doing five or six wor- uh, hard workouts a day, uh, a week and, and that kind of thing, because that's just what you do if you want to see any progress and that kind of thing. And so we get in this mindset where we, we feel like we have to do these things in order to be doing it correctly. And uh, we don't. All over the yeah, yeah, exactly. And and like you like you pointed out there, uh, that was a good point that a lot of the exercise that you've done in the past has been for the purpose of managing your weight. And um and not that you don't enjoy it, but there there are these factors oh, that come in. There were some things I did that I didn't enjoy. Oh yeah, I absolutely. I was definitely in the boot camp or in the camp oh, yeah. of Googling what exercise is going to be best for fat loss. You know, right. I definitely yeah. went down that rabbit hole. Anybody listening, stop doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even if you want to work out on a and with a consistent program and and five or six days a week, and you and that works for you, yeah, stop googling what's the best exactly. exercise to burn belly fat or whatever, because it's just that's you're missing the whole point. Um, and there isn't the best one anyway, so <laughs> no, exactly. so we can get exactly. that out of our mind. Um, but it yeah, so be, it might be the best one for you. Yeah, um, you know, but. There isn't, yeah, exactly, because there's so many different nuances within it, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I think that's a good point that that we can make here is that uh, that it it really does depend on kind of what life circumstances you have going on, um, and what is going to fit well within the context of your current life situation. You know, you're very busy with with a lot of different things going on, and right now trying to. to squeeze in five workouts a week. Could you do it? You probably could, but it would, it would burn you out pretty yeah. quickly. The thing is I probably, yeah, yeah, it would. And mm-hmm. the thing is, because it's not just the get the, you know, the, the being there and doing it, it's mm-hmm. all of the, everything else I would have to juggle exactly. and the impact it would have on my children. Mm-hmm. You know, even this morning, you know, like I was trying to do something and one of the kids got really upset and needed my attention. It's like, I, I can't, ignore my kids because I want to do a workout you know yeah. it's just, but in the past I've got to admit Jeff when I was in that stuck in that cycle it would have been like you know nobody interrupt mummy while she's doing a workout mummy's mm-hmm. you know and that like I said that was 
impacting on my on the kind of the emotional skills that my children were then developing because you right. know they need that scaffolding in order to be able to manage their emotions and I just wasn't providing it because I was too obsessed with my weight what I look like how mm -hmm. I ate you know um so now sorry but just to say yeah so I yeah, if I was going to get in five proper structured workout sessions a week, it would have an impact, like you said. But having said that, probably what I'm doing right now doesn't equate to that much different anyway. When I think I'm just doing kind of, you know, bit of weights when I can, which is great. So it's a bit of resistance stuff. I'm probably cramming in more reps into that uh, amount of time because I'm more focused because I only have that short amount of time how many times when you've got an hour to kill in the gym do you mess about on your phone or you go, <laughs> do this or you go and do that you know and then like I said you know because I only have that then I've still got the energy and the motivation to then maybe go and do a little run or a walk like today I did a bit of weights and then I did a nice long run and it's actually I, I'm quite enjoying that relaxed approach because it feels like there's not so much pressure and because mm -hmm. there isn't so much pressure I don't wake up every day thinking oh you know, yeah. it's kind of, it's just, but I'm, I I know when things get a little bit more relaxed, when someone can have my children for a little <laughs> bit, um, you know, and I'm back in a routine with things, then, you know, probably I will get a little bit more mm -hmm. thinking, oh, okay, maybe, I, you know, because I got to admit, I did enjoy going to the gym when, when I could yeah. and I had time mm -hmm. and, you know, and I could dedicate time to a proper plan and stuff like that I've been there I've done that I've had PTs you know I've done it all and I did enjoy it but like I said it has to match where you're at at any one time in your life just like your diet does yeah absolutely and it's and it's really easy you know you you made some good points there with uh the fact that a lot of these less structured uh occasions for physical activity and uh or movement or whatever however you want to refer to it because you know yeah. there's a lot of terms that get thrown around now where where this we're trying to uh, uh, in a, certain circles we're trying to shift the mindset from just thinking of exercise as like this separate thing apart from just moving around because in in many cases they have a very similar effect yes there are certain benefits to resistance training where you're lifting weights or using bands or doing body weight exercises where you're you know th those kinds of things there are certain specific health benefits um yeah. benefits to to the your your bone density, you know, there's, there's evidence that shows that, that those kinds of things are beneficial for that. And so it's certainly worth trying to incorporate those kinds of things. But at the same time, you know, even people who are fixated on the, the calorie burning aspect, all of these other activities still use energy and they still require energy and they're, they're beneficial to our overall health. And so, uh, you know, some people think, well, I have to exercise to burn calories. And while both of us would say, let's try and get that out of our mind, if that is still stuck in your mind, as far as you're thinking in the sense of burning calories, you know, just going for a walk actually uses energy too. And so you don't yeah. have to beat your body up in order to burn calories, uh, no. for example. And, and it's really interesting that the non-exercise activity in our life actually equates to more than what the exercise activity does when it comes to energy expenditure yeah. each day. And so, you know, some people don't even realize that. And so they're, they've even, you know, even like I said, you know, if you're still stuck in that mindset of, of activity is for burning calories, <laughs> exercise isn't necessarily the, the, the best way to do that. And when you start yeah. to realize that it's like, oh, so I can just go do something that's not so demanding on my time. And it's that is interfering with my life and my schedule and still 
accomplish the same thing, which is to get my body more physically active and in better condition. And absolutely, and it's kind of a freeing thing when you realize that. And you can you can see results as well without having mm-hmm. to have any equipment, you yeah. know. And and it's funny. I had this conversation just on Tuesday, and um, I started my group program on Tuesday, and we were talking a little bit about activity. And one of the ladies was saying, you know, I. I used to be, you know, I'd be so intermittent with exercise because I always felt like I needed to do something that was a punishment, something that would help, you know. And she said, but recently I've really discovered how much I like dance. She says, and I absolutely love it. It doesn't feel like exercise. I'm just moving. And this is one thing I often say to my clients. Rather than thinking about it as exercise, I know we spoke about this before, think about it as movement, as something that just feels good. And the other thing I wanted to say as well is that, you know, when we are doing something that we enjoy and that feels good and that, you know, we're not, I'm not saying you should never push yourself, you know, of right. course, if, if you want to push yourself and you, you know, when you've got goals, you've got performance related goals, et cetera, then that's absolutely, absolutely great, you know, fantastic. But I think if you are someone who just wants to just, you know, move your body a little bit more, be a bit healthier, feel a bit better, sometimes just doing something like you know, some lightweights or, you know, a little bit of walking or running, you know, actually when you're doing that, it really, really can help in terms of, you know, your, your mental health as well. Cause it gives you time and space to think, whereas if you're pushing yourself to, you know, do exercise that really, really hurts that you're not enjoying, all you're going to be doing is thinking, I hate this. I hate this. It's horrible. Like, this is really, I'm struggling. So you haven't got the headspace then to actually think things through and, uh, you know, and think about, oh God, you know, I'm feeling really upset today because of X, Y, Z, or I'm feeling really, you know, because you're just masking it over with this kind of almost, you know, punishment that you're trying to put on yourself because of, you know, maybe what you've eaten. <laughs> you yeah. know, does that, do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah, definitely. And that's, those are, those are great points because I think that we see it a lot where people, uh, it, and it, it's something you see in the fitness world all the time, you know, when you're following people on social media who are talking about their own journey. And, um, and it's really easy to, when you start to think about these things, you start to notice that in the way that people will talk about it. And so they'll talk about how they had their cheat day. And so now they're getting back at it on hard, you know, they, and it's just, it's subtle little things sometimes where you can just hear it. You can hear it in the way that they're talking, hear it in the words that they're using, where they are using the exercise as a way to undo this bad behavior that that they feel like they had engaged in and so they're kind of they're trying to undo that rather than just saying hey i enjoyed some cheesecake last night and today i'm going to enjoy doing some physical act- activity and yeah. and it's really easy to get ourselves in that mindset and and some people may say well what's the big deal about it but it all of these little things build up and contribute over time, you know, in, in so many areas of our life, <laughs> uh, how we think about things and, uh, and, uh, and all of those things, it often determines what we actually do. You know, if you're going around, um, you know, I, I've shared different analogies before, but, but in, um, you know, from a Christian perspective, one of the things that we're, we're told about is that lust is, is something that is, is also, on the same level as like adultery, because you, if you start thinking mentally about, you know, if you're married and you're thinking about other women or men or whatever on a regular basis, and you're starting to just fixate on that, 
it naturally then over time can gradually move you toward physically acting out on it. And that's why it's so important. Yeah. And we, and the same things happen in, in our life with nutrition and, and, and physical activity. When we start to think wrongly about things, it eventually carries us into acting out in such a way where, where you start to have eating, eating issues and you start beating yourself up over things. And so it really does I, contribute to that. I am um, spoke about this yesterday. Um, and looking at it from the other way, you're talking about how these thoughts, and I was thinking about it from the other way, from backwards, sorry, I've got a pen in my hand. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it from, um, you know, I call it the, um, oh, uh, like almost like um, self-awareness onion, mm -hmm. yeah? So on the surface of it, you know, self-awareness is a bit like an onion, yeah? And you have to peel back the layers to really understand what's going on. And it ties in with what you're saying. Hear me out a minute, because on the surface of it, you've got your emotions, you've got how you feel. And often people aren't even connected there. They don't mm -hmm. understand why they're feeling what they're feeling. So you peel back that layer, you're feeling angry, frustrated, guilty, etc. You've peeled that back, back that layer and think, okay, why? Why am I feeling like this? Well, I'm feeling like this because I'm feeling frustrated or angry because I didn't go and do my workout. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling frustrated or angry because I ate a certain food, yeah? I'm feeling, um, you know, kind of down and, you know, really lethargic right now because I'm feeling worthless as a person, okay? So, um, or like I haven't achieved what I want to achieve. So then once you've kind of understood why you're feeling what you're feeling, you then dig deep even deeper okay and think okay why am I feeling guilty for eating a certain food okay because my underlying all of this my my value and belief system is telling me that I need to eat clean all of the time or yep. my value system or my belief system is telling me that I can only eat the foods I want because um when I exercise mm -hmm. so underlying it all like you said is that belief system that value system. And until we start to really dig deep and understand how this is impacting on our emotions, which is then driving our behaviors, you know, we can't then change it, can we? And we need to dig and we need to think, okay, so, you know, is this actually, what, how, what am I judging myself on? I'm judging myself on something unrealistic, something, you know, something that's superficial, something that doesn't really matter. So I probably need to reframe that and rethink what my underlying value and belief system is right now. Yeah, that's that's such a good point. Those those underlying values and beliefs are really the determining factor of how we're going to act. And, yeah. And sometimes they can just be misinformed. And mm -hmm. it's not until you start to begin to strip back and because it's the same with me. You know, when I was caught up in the whole, you know, and I know so many people have been there, you know, when I was caught up in the whole, I need to eat a certain way, I've got to eat clean, whatever, you know, my value system at the time was that I had to look a certain way to be ex ex accepted. Mm -hmm. Now, it took some time for me to actually unpick that, you know, that, that isn't really right. That isn't really how I want to live my life, but it's how I've been living my life mm -hmm. because, of, you know, so it's, it's about unpicking that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, such a good point. And I, I want to go back to as well, because I think a couple of really important points to make, and th this is coming back to what you were saying about how, um, you know, when we actually, you know, it's the little stuff that we do every day. Mm -hmm. It's the non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So yes. that's, you know, it's, it's, it's the exercise, the movement that you're doing beyond planned exercise, let's say, that actually is, you know, has the biggest impact, doesn't it? And we mm -hmm. see this all the time, you know, people that are able to maintain weight loss, 
they are manage their weight are you know that their their non-exercise activity thermogenesis is um often higher isn't it and i think mm-hmm. the thing is is that when we kill ourselves through exercise it has a knock-on effect here doesn't it because yeah. Very often we think, right, we're going to go to the gym every day. We're going to do an hour in the gym. We're going to kill ourselves and use every, you know, last morsel of energy that we've got in the gym because that's the only way I'm going to burn calories and that's the only way I'm going to make up for that pizza last night. (laughs) That's one hour in 24. The rest of the 23 hours, you're going to be knackered. You're not going to move. You're not even going to smile because your Mm -hmm. body's saying, I need energy. I'm going to reserve all of this energy right now. I'm not even going to let you flinch to burn some calories. So people don't tend to see that, yeah, they may burn a shed loads of calories in that hour, but then they're probably making up for it and more the rest of the day, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're just doing some gentle activity, some gentle movement that you enjoy, that's not going to happen, is it? No, and it is. There's, there is this, um, this balance that you have to find there because some people think, okay, I, I, I'm going to work out twice a day. And they, they, you know, I've had people, I have people ask me this fairly regularly. Should I, should I add in another workout? Uh, you know, I'm working out three days a week. Should I add in a fourth or a fifth one? And I said, well, how are you feeling about that? And I, and we, we'll often unpick that and talk about it and say, okay, well, here are the benefits. Uh, you know, physical activity is great for us. It, it's beneficial to our body. It helps us get strong. It improves our cardiovascular system. It actually will improve our appetite, uh, our appetite and our ability to regulate our appetite. And so that's that's what's really interesting is that 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 physical activity, both non-exercise activity and then kind of what we classify as formal exercise, both of those are going to be beneficial in helping us to regulate that appetite. So if you're trying to eat more intuitively, it can really be beneficial. And so that's a a good reason to prioritize it. But on the other hand, if you add in too much exercise, you can actually have the opposite effect to where now your body is ravenously hungry and it increases your appetite and it can make it difficult then to manage that. And as an example, from my personal experience, I love doing deadlifts, heavy deadlifts and heavy squats and those kinds of things where, you know, you you push your body to to a limit. And I, I enjoy doing that at times. Lately, I haven't been doing it as much, but there are times when I've gone through phases where I do. And I've talked about being uh, being deadlift squat hungry, which for me is I tend to I probably am in needing an additional thousand to fifteen hundred calories that day just because my body is like telling me go eat go eat go eat and it's based on the way that i pushed it during that workout i didn't necessarily burn 1500 calories or a thousand calories i I know i didn't but because of the way i pushed myself my body is craving that additional energy for whatever reason and so we have to we have to be careful of that too that we don't just say well i just need to do more energy you know more physical activity is going to be better there is a balance where you can go and push yourself over the over the limit to where now you're kind of undoing what it is that you're trying to do which is help better manage your appetite and kind of find a good way that is eating that's right for you. And and so you can undo that by pushing yourself too hard. You can also as well, if you are in, um, in the mindset that you, if you exercise, you're allowed to eat more. Right. That can also really be really counterproductive because Mm -hmm. like you've said there, you know, exercise, movement, activity, it does actually help us to regulate our, um, appetites it you know mm-hmm. usually it, you know obviously like you said 
over time it can have a, a, a knock-on effect or whatever but usually what tends to happen is that when we do some exercise for a lot of people anyway I don't know about you but immediately after the exercise or whatever it can actually blunt your appetite can't yeah, it it does you know, it really really does help you know in 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 terms of um it, it, it your um blah, 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 blah. what you said before is that exercise can help with your weight regulation system but the thing is and, and so wait, if you're an intuitive eater exercise isn't necessarily you know movement activity depending on how far you push yourself like you're talking about you know um kind of really really pushing yourself with with strength training and stuff mm. um and so different things will have a different effect but i think the thing is is if you are an intuitive eater you know i.e you're listening to your internal cues as to when you need to eat so you know when you're full you know when you're hungry etc you know exercising is probably going to have the opposite effect it's probably going to actually help you to manage those better yeah mm -hmm. does that make whereas if you i nearly said does that make sense whereas <laughs> if you are telling yourself that if you exercise you can eat more that's an external rule yeah. that's an external way of approaching eating so the chances are then you're going to go right okay i've exercised so i can allow myself to eat this bit more now so this is why people go oh well i'm exercising and i'm not losing any weight well probably if you are in tune with your body and you're listening to your body then you know you're more likely to at least manage your weight through exercise than if you're not. Yeah, and and that's a that's a good point. You know, so much of intuitive eating is being aware of how your body is feeling and, and uh, making sure that you're attending to the needs of your body and based on what it's what it's telling you. And um, but you know, with that, we can also incorporate what we understand from nutrition science into that as well. And so, like for me, I, I don't I don't count calories or anything, and I, I eat um, basically intuitively. If I'm hungry, I eat, and if I'm not, I just I, I don't. But I also understand some of the nutrition science, and so I I am able to, uh, and I use that with clients also. I, I teach them about that. But I understand that that. The, when I uh, take some protein prior to my workout and have some protein right after it, that I feel better. My recovery is better the next day. And I understand because, of, and there is science that explains why that, why that's the case. Yeah. I also understand that that helps my appetite. And so we, we don't have to just go completely off of, of feel. We can incorporate some of these scientific principles also into this intuitive eating process to better understand how these things work so that we can say, oh, well, that's why when I skip my protein shake in the morning, or, or that's why when I normally eat a banana and a protein shake before I work out, and I didn't today, that I was feeling lightheaded and stuff during my workout time. So now you can just be a little bit more mindful of making sure that you that you're feeding your body properly at those different times. And so I guess my point is, is that there's yeah, lots of ways that, that we can do this. So eating intuitively doesn't mean that we're just kind of, you know, I had a conversation about this earlier in the week with somebody who, who just could not fathom the concept that you don't have to count calories and track macros in order to build muscle. Yeah. And and he, it was even somewhat of a subtle, he almost had made kind of a subtle, um, implying it subtly that that it was unconscionable that I would advise clients not to track their oh, macros really? if they're trying to build you know he was nice about it we were having a very a very civil conversation but just kind of pointed he was kind of uh, could not fathom a concept of a trainer who would actually not have his clients count macros and 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 track protein intake and so I was trying to help 
illustrate because at one point it even went so far as how do you you know so what you just eat whatever you want and and that's kind of a misunderstanding of what intuitive eating is so it's you again I, I think I'm kind of rambling here but my point is is that you can incorporate this knowledge into understanding yourself and how your body is responding and why it is and then you can prioritize those things too and so yeah 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 definitely absolutely yeah. and you know it is about kind of and I think this is the thing and this is potentially where some people do misunderstand intuitive eating is that it is about listening to your body mm -hmm. uh, absolutely and it is about allowing yourself unconditional permission to eat you know mm -hmm. the foods that you want and as, as much of the foods that you want um but I think there is you know it's also about integrating what we know about good nutrition integrating you know the scientific principles that we know I mean because at the end of the day we, we know that you know a, a diet that is rich in nutrient dense whole foods is going to support our health best mm -hmm. but it's about integrating that alongside what feels good for you alongside yeah. what works for you alongside your lifestyle and I think what I find with a lot of the clients that I work with though in in all honesty is that you almost have to put the 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 what secondary initially yes. because people have completely lost touch with the how mm -hmm. and it's not until and this is why I, I did a post about this um, recently you know about saying I'm not I'm not anti anybody dieting I'm not but you shouldn't if you have got an unhealthy relationship with food you know then you need to work on that first if you're not listening to your internal body cues if you're if you're dissatisfied with your body right now then you know and th th this was something that you were saying earlier you mentioned about oh what what were you talking about um exercising and about how you were saying oh, oh there was something you were saying earlier and you were saying about how it's not bad as of in itself to right. feel that, you know, you've got to exercise a certain way or do things, um, you know, because somebody's told you that that's the way it is. Or, you know, but the problem is, is then that it, it will create body dissatisfaction because you're right. never going to be happy. You know, when you're when you're happy in your own body, regardless, oh, this was it about this. Was, you said something earlier about how, you know, you've got to over exercise um, the day after you've eaten. So, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um you know, and rather than just listening to your body and just doing some, because the thing is, is that if you listen to your body, if you're trusting your body and you're at peace with your body, if you overeat one day, which you will, we all do, you know, if you overeat one day, your body the next day will naturally want you to move a bit more. It will ramp up your um, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Yeah. You'll probably have more energy. You'll be bouncing around. You'll feel like you want to do the hoovering. Yep. You know, because that's your body's way of saying, you had too many calories yesterday, so we need to regulate things. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is then when we think to ourselves, we had too much yesterday, so we need to exercise. We need to do X, Y, Z. And so we push ourselves. Or that can have the opposite effect. I had one client who said that she would eat something. She'd have something like fish or chips or something like that. And then the next day, she'd feel so over... She'd feel the need to exercise so badly that it just used to actually paralyze her. So she'd end up just slobbing about and feeling horrible for it. But she said once she, after doing some work with me, she said, I've noticed something, Becky. She said, I had fish and chips yesterday. It was fine. You know, I probably ate more than I needed to. Not quite there at knowing when enough mm -hmm. is enough. She said, but one thing I noticed was rather than the next day feeling sorry for myself and feeling sluggish, she goes, I went for a massive walk. She says, what's going on there? And I was like, 
Because that's what your body will do. When you let your body do its job and you stop trying to apply pressure and control, mm-hmm. it will naturally do what it needs to do to manage your weight. And I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about this um, when I was getting ready, when I was in the shower this morning, actually, and it was nothing to do with this, actually. I think um, nothing to do with our chat, but I was just thinking to myself, you know what? The happiest place a person will ever be is where, you know, where their weight is meant, you know, when they allow their weight to be where it's supposed to be. Yeah. You accept that your set point is predetermined and, you know, and, and that's where your body will happily sit, you know, without you having to apply rules and regulations. That's the happiest place you'll be. And that's, you know, the happiest place you'll be will definitely not be laying on the sofa all day eating crisps and chocolate. That's mm-hmm. not the happiest place you'll be. Yeah. But once you accept your body, all of that won't happen so much because you are respecting your body and you know that sitting on the sofa all day is not good for you. You know that eating crisps all day is not good for you. So when you're respecting your body, you're not going to go from one extreme to the other. You're going to find a happy medium. And that happy medium means moving. That happy medium means eating well. It means sleeping well. But it also means allowing yourself to enjoy foods, you know, that are play foods. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are just such good points. And and uh, and, you know, it, it, it's it really is a, a common issue that we just see so often this pressure, not only with how we eat. And or, you know, pressure with with what we eat and that kind of thing, but also uh, pressure about what physically active means. You know, being fit means, and and it often is this: you have to do certain types of exercise or that kind of thing in order to to be doing what's the right thing. And there's just so many different ways. I guess our point is here: there's so many different ways that you can be physically active, physically fit, get those benefits um, from physical activity that uh, without having to push yourself to do these formal kinds of exercises and um and you know one of the one of the things that oh go ahead no all i was going to say is that you know if you do want to get stronger healthier and fitter then the best thing you can do is to find activity find movement that feels good to you Mm -hmm. because it means that you're going to be more consistent with it it means you're not going to be on and off you know, it means that I remember at one point, sorry, I, but I remember at one point when I was like really um, into the gym and into my weights and stuff. But I think, you know, to the point where I wasn't really enjoying it. I was forcing myself to go because, you know, I was like, right, I'm going to get I'm going to get this six pack. I'm going to do it. But, you know, did it last? Did it? Hey, I mean, yeah, I got results. I did get results because I probably was tracking my protein and my macros and what have you, you know. <laughs> And, but it didn't last, you know, because I wasn't enjoying it. And, you know, as soon as I kind of felt like, oh, yeah, I'm getting getting some results, I kind of was like, oh, you know, sod that. I'm not enjoying it. I'm just going to, so, you know, so it's, but, and maybe if I'd have been a little bit more relaxed about it, maybe if I hadn't have been, like now, if I had the time now to do what I was doing then, but a bit more relaxed, not putting so much pressure on myself, not, you know, then maybe, yeah, I would have continued with it. Who knows? Let's see. Let's see what happens when um, the kids grow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, one of the one of the important things in, in the way that I like to think of it is that, you know, we are free to move our body as much as we want. We're free to do as much exercise as we want, but we're also free to to choose not to do those things also. And that's what we, we need to give ourselves that, that permission 
to eat what we want to eat and eat the amount that is right for us, but also the same with physical activity to move the amount that's right for us. Um, you know, for some people who don't have any underlying medical con conditions, we may have the ability to move a lot more throughout the day, and that actually makes us feel better. Other people, there are people who have conditions like lupus, um, fibromyalgia, uh, MS, um, other conditions like this. And, and my wife has, my wife has lupus. So I, I see this on a daily basis, but they have, uh, and anybody who's kind of curious about this concept, you might look up something and we won't talk about it in depth here, but it's called spoon theory. And it's the idea where you, you, people with these chronic medical conditions have just a certain amount of energy in their body that they can use up each day. And because of those underlying medical conditions, uh, any kind of, additional physical activity takes from that tank. And so they have to balance out the amount of energy that they expend for work and for additional physical activity, even non-exercise activity, so that they still have the energy to do the other things that are important in their life, like caring for their family or their children or a special event that's coming up and they have to portion this out. They have to really, really listen to their body carefully. And so if you're somebody who has one of these kinds of conditions, um, it's really important that you don't feel pressure that you have to do more physical activity in order to be healthy. You need to do the right amount for you, given your, uh, your, your body's unique makeup and unique situation where it is. You know, physical activity is very beneficial for people that have these different kinds of conditions, but too much has the exact opposite effect. And so it just kind of emphasizes why it's so important that we we are listening to our body and that we're not beating ourselves up if we're not doing as much as another person. Yeah. I, I want another thing I want to say before we do um, kind of wrap it up is that, you know, I want to make the point that it's absolutely, you know, sometimes having a goal, sometimes having a performance related mm -hmm. goal, um, you know, can be really motivating. I'm oh, not saying absolutely. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, and I know a lot of people that do and a lot of people mm -hmm. that are, know have goals around you know at one point again you know I, I I've got back into my running a little bit only a little bit because I can you know but right now it's just what feels good and I'm not putting any pressure on myself but at one point I was definitely trying to improve my time I wanted to do you know never a marathon my goodness you know only like a you know a 10k but I wanted I was you know I had a goal to improve my time however having said that when I put too much pressure on myself for that I burnt myself out mm -hmm. again you know so I think but having a goal is important oh, sometimes, yeah. you know, and having, you know, maybe you're wanting to improve your your strengths, you want to improve your, you know, your best, um, you know, uh, you want to improve, you know, how much you can lift, you want to improve, you want rep max, you want to, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's not important. I just think, just don't lose sight, I guess, of what you're doing it for. Yeah. Um, is all I'm saying. And, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I, that, that's a good point. I have a, have a young client who, um, has a goal of doing a regular pushup and it's a, it's yeah. a fantastic goal. And so yeah. that's a goal that, that, that this person came up with on their own. They, that's their, it's, it's not pressure. You know, nobody's telling them you need to learn to do pushups. That's a goal that, that they have for themselves. And so I've put together a, a, a plan of action and he's going yeah. through that process of doing those, that structured plan. So, uh, yeah, certainly there, there is a time and a place for, 
these for a structured workout and training plan if that's what you have a goal for yourself and and um and as long as you know you're that it, that it's something you want to do that you're not beating yourself up over it and so exactly. so we put together a nice little plan of action and I'm I'm able to see him progressing through this and it's motivational and and it's exciting to have these non-scale related goals that you can achieve and sometimes um, having, in fact, kind of coming back full circle, having a structured plan of a, you know, thinking on the mindset of training and working out and that kind of thing can also be extremely beneficial for some people. Uh, it can help with discipline because yep. discipline is an important part. Um, it can help with, with you know, setting. People seem to think, oh, well, when, you know, when you're, when you're eating or li listening to your body, well, you know, discipline doesn't matter. No, discipline does matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Fact, I wrote about this not long ago, you know, mm -hmm. Self-care, discipline is an important part of self-care. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the thing sometimes people miss when we talk about listening to your body and trusting mm -hmm. your body, you know. Exactly. Discipline is, is, a, is a big part of that. So yeah, sorry. I think what happens is we can get that, we can take that discipline to say, I have to force myself to do this thing that I hate. And if I don't do this thing that 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 either either I hate or I'm just not really thrilled about, and we think, well, I just need to be more disciplined, and when in fact discipline can actually be more of like, I am disciplined in taking care of my body. I'm disciplined in listening to my body. I'm disciplined in doing the things that are appropriate for me right now. And so it's easy to take discipline and shift it to where we are forcing ourselves, like almost like a drill sergeant in the military. Where you're just going to do, you know, you need to do it, suck it up and just do it versus being disciplined in caring for ourselves. And it's really easy to cross those lines and get that twisted around and uh, and kind of uh, lose perspective on that. Discipline is very different to willpower. <laughs> willpower yeah. is a finite resource. And yeah. And, and just on the note of what you said then, because I've got um, a client after this yes. and um, no, my point is, is that we're actually working on a couple of these things. You know, he, um, a couple of weeks ago, it was a little bit like, oh, you know, kind of, I think my goals are changing. I'm not sure what, you know, so it's like, he said, so we really dug deep and I was like, why are you doing this? What? And he's like, well, actually, I really want to get out cycling again. I really want to improve my performance on my bike, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's a goal for me. That's a motivator for me. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, but I'm getting frustrated that I can't get a structure in place to help me support. So that's what we're going to be doing this afternoon. We're going to be looking at what structure you need to put in place in order to achieve that goal. Because the thing is, it's all well and good having this goal. It's all well and good. Like I used to have, like what you mentioned about your client. I, at one point, one of my goals was to be able to do pull-ups. Mm -hmm. But if I was just focusing too heavily, when I was just focusing too heavily just on the pull-up, just like my client focusing too heavily just on the cycling, it was. It felt almost impossible. It was like, right. okay, so what structure, what plan can I put in place to slowly get me there step by step now yeah. and it's exactly the same when it comes to your nutrition okay you want to improve your relationship with food you want to feel less stressed you want to feel less anxious you want to stop thinking about food all of the time fantastic let's start here we've got these steps we need to go through let's put a plan in place to work mm -hmm. through those so it's about yes you need your overarching goal then you need to break it down don't you into manageable chunks yeah. And, and that, that those are the things that keep us that help with that motivation that a lot of us are trying to seek to, to continue with the process is that when we have those little goals that we can achieve at a step by step and say, hey, I am I, I just realized that I'm drinking much more water now. 
uh, I just realized that I'm I have more energy on the weekends uh, when I went out and played with my kids at the park. I wasn't winded this time. And so little goals like that uh, or, you know, specific goals through that training process, if you're trying to prepare for for something, you know. Uh, think of like you've heard of couch to 5K, where it's like this process of getting literally from sedentary to running a 5K. And there's these little steps involved along the way that kind of help progress you there. And so that's um, that's also something that can be beneficial in the in the physical activity processes is finding ways to to do that in a stepwise approach instead of feeling like you have to go all and in. enjoying the process. Like and exactly. And that's one thing I you know my clients enjoy the process. And it's like you said, one of my clients last night just went just realized I'm not eating half as much chocolate now as when we were started working together, Rebecca. And it's like, yeah, you see the progress is subtle, but it's there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's this, there's this wonderful song and this is probably a good way that we could wrap up this episode um, is there's this really cool song and just the name of the the title of the song says so much and it's called joy in the journey. And I think that that's something that we should really be seeking to do. I did a post about this last week and I called it, I think I called um, I called it the joys in the journey. Or oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did actually. It wasn't on the back of that song, but mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I've always loved that. That just it, it it pops in my head on a regular basis. That that try and find joy in this journey to improving your your health and and wellness and and that kind of thing because that's going to be the thing that's going to ultimately sustain you and make it make it a a truly life-changing thing rather than this drudge that uh that it often does become for many people so all right well thank you again for joining us for this uh, great episode and we look forward to talking with you all again uh, soon <laughs>